This is Sass and Brass Podcast with Dana and Brittany, recorded weekly in Madison, Wisconsin. It's a podcast about books and friends and fights about song lyrics. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes or on our website, sassandbrasspodcast.wordpress.com. Hello, Brittany. <laughs> Hi, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a serious, a more serious episode because it's an emergency episode. Except it's, it's like not a serious episode because we're not talking about a serious song. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but we did think that the song was important enough that we needed to break from our normal routine. Yes, that is true. Of songs that are only in the box to talk about this song in this music video. Yes, and bring more normal format as well. Yeah, I mean, we're not even going to talk about anything else going on in our lives, just this song. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. So now that we've ramped up the tension... Where to even begin? <laughs> the song of the moment is Downtown. By Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Yes, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, featuring a star-studded cast of players <laughs> yes. who participate in this completely ridiculous, um, also spectacular production. Should we talk about our initial thoughts upon hearing this song? Sure. So the first time I heard the song, I thought it was about Muppets. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, Macklemore just had that song about his kid where he was all like, I'm going to be a dad, I don't know what to do. And this song came out, and I heard... Went to the Muppet store. Said, "Fuck it." Seth <laughs> was like, "What's up? What's your What's your budget?" And I was like, "I don't know nothing about Muppets." And I was like, "All right, I guess this is the way we're going." With yeah. This. Well, in your defense, um, Muppet rhymes with budget and fuck it in a way that moped does not. But it is in fact a song about mopeds. Yeah. Sort of. I went to the moped store. Said, "Fuck it." And salesman's like, "What up? What's your budget?" And I'm like, "Honestly, I don't know nothing about mopeds." He said, "I got the one for you. Follow me." It's too real. Chromed out mirror, I don't need a windshield. Banana seat, I can't be on two wheels. 800 cash, that's a hell of a deal. I'm headed downtown. Cruising through the alley. Tiptoeing in the street like ballet. Pulled up. Moped to the ballet. White walls on the wheels like mayonnaise. Dope. My crew is ill. And all we need is two good wheels. Got cash in the tank, cash in the bank. And a bad little mama with the ass in my face. I'ma lick that, stick that. Break her off, kick that. Snuck her in backstage. You don't need a wristband. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's about mopeds. I think we could say it's yeah, about no, mopeds. Yeah, no, there's like a deeper meaning. Um, but it's like how weird to have this song that's like pretty much on its face about mopeds and also being cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the full content of the song. Yeah, and it, I think it, I would argue also that like most of the content of the song is completely unrelated to the chorus. <laughs> Unless you're like taking the moped to get downtown. Yes, yes, correct. So the D- chorus is... Do you do you know the chorus by heart? Can you recite it? Um, I could, but probably I'm just gonna cut it in because I'm so in love with Eric Nally's voice that it'll take any opportunity to listen to him sing Fair it enough. over Fair and over. thoughts when I heard this. I heard this like on Spotify. I was listening to like top 50 tracks in the United States or something to try and do once a week just so I don't become a loser who doesn't know what's what's out there. And the song came on and I was like, this is fucking weird. I don't know if I like this new direction from Applemore. And like I heard it a couple times and I don't think it was until you saw, until you um watched and showed me the video mm-hmm. that like I got that it was a cohesive piece and it suddenly like hit me in the right way. Yeah. And yeah. I decided it was like the greatest thing that's happened in 2015. <laughs> Has anything else really happened in 2015? This exciting? Yeah. I mean, there's that Adele song. 
That adult song is a pretty big deal. The video is pretty great. And, of course, the SNL skit that came out about mm-hmm. Thanksgiving was yeah, fairly funny. No, there no, there hasn't been a music video <laughs> in 2015 that has moved me in the same way that this music video touches something in my heart. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that one of the reasons that it's so successful is that it is just campy as hell, but in a very intentional way. Yeah. Like... Fully embracing, let's make this song about mopeds as campy as we possibly can. <laughs> let's get a moped with a moose head and a chariot with an eagle face. Like, oh my god, that chariot, that chariot, that chariot. Yeah, yeah. All, all of it is so campy, the, the, but really amazing. And, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I've loved any music video, like I love this one, since Macklemore last released music videos. Mm-hmm. Something about his aesthetic is really appealing to me as, like, a young hipster person. Or somebody who, like, aspires to be a cool hipster person. (laughs) Yeah, that's legit. I mean, I think he really nails the the sort of hipster aesthetic. Oh, my God. At least for Seattle and Portland and for aspiring Madisonians. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, what else? Also, my initial reaction upon hearing the song was, who who the fuck is that guy? Although I will totally admit that when I first heard Eric Nally's voice in the chorus, I, I thought for sure it was the woman. Um, this is the second week in a row that I'm copying to not knowing <laughs> the actual <laughs> gender of the person singing. Uh, but Eric Nally totally sounded like a woman to me, and I thought it was like some more operatic, like Karen O doppelganger um, emerging onto the scene. And I was impressed, but mm-hmm. not as impressed as I was. And I realized that no, like Eric Nally is a man whose like roots are in amazing arena glam rock. Yes. Tradition. Yes, very much so. Which is so fucking cool. <laughs> His voice is pretty incredible. I've heard some people make comparisons between him and, and Freddie Mercury, and I'm always uncomfortable whenever anybody compares anyone living to Freddie Mercury, because, like, Freddie Mercury has the most polished and perfect voice I've ever heard, mm-hmm. like, outside of, like, formal, like, yeah. maybe, like, actual opera settings. That's true. I don't know anybody in, like, the rock and roll world who's as smooth as Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that Freddie Mercury is the obvious comparison for a lot of singers. I mean, I think everyone was comparing Mika to Freddie Mercury a few years ago. It's true, yeah. Also not as polished or smooth as Freddie Mercury. Anytime any man has a has a full range like that, I think I think Freddie Mercury is the touchstone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for, for me, Eric Nally just embodies like everything amazing <laughs> about rock and roll <laughs> in the 1970s. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. just makes my heart swell every time he opens his mouth. She has a Around your waist, you're the balance that will keep us safe. If you ever felt the warm embrace, I'll let us sit between your legs. And he, so he, um, like after after I figured out who he was and that he was like a dude, I wanted to know like his history and what he's been doing. And he's apparently he was affronting this band Foxy Shazam, which I also had never heard of, but they're pretty good and like I like yeah. their stuff. Yeah, uh, if you enjoy his voice, you're probably gonna enjoy Foxy Shazam. And I thought it was interesting too, like hearkening to that whole '70s glam rock feel. He the la- one of the last albums that Foxy Shazam put out was produced by Justin Hawkins of The Darkness. Do you remember The Darkness? Oh, yes, I do remember them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like an, another uh, individual that people compared to Freddie Mercury endlessly, but mostly people were just recognizing that it had that same big, yes. you know, voluminous feel. Yes, agreed. 
yeah. Anyway, so I'm so impressed with that dude and like so excited that somebody found a way for him to use his voice that was like epic <laughs> and incredible. <laughs> and also his presence in the music video is, is really refreshing to me. Like, is anybody cooler than Macklemore? No. <laughs> but Eric Nally's got something going on that I think is really, yeah, really neat. I agree with that. There are probably some people who are cooler than Macklemore, but... Like, who, who are you thinking? I mean, I wasn't thinking about Eddie a better person. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie is the bottom of the list. <laughs> After, like, Tracy Chapman and, like, a ton of other people who listen to Um... But I think that his music videos are really polished. And one of the things that's great about this one is it's just very joyful. I mean, a lot of terrible things have happened in 2015, and we could go over them, but let's not. Um, But at the same time, I feel like this has been a year for really joyful media. So there's this song. There was Magic Mike Double XL. Yeah. Okay, maybe just those two things. No, Wet Hot American Summer for Stake. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there, there was some really joyful media. Um, Kim Possible? No, that's not what it was called. <laughs> Shit. Uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, yes. The came out. Yeah, mm hmm. I'm probably going to cut that. I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> no, you have to keep it. No, it's really funny. Okay, okay. Fine. Everyone, Dana thought that the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was Kim Possible. This is like the third or fourth time I've made this mistake in front of another person. Anyway, yeah, um, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, also incredibly joyful and fun, I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah, no, you're right. It has been sort of like a jubilant year for media in spite of everything horrible that has happened in the world. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of refreshing. It is. It's I, wonderful. I feel like in 2014 we were coming up on like some very dark times in like TV and like maybe in film too, but I'm less plugged in there. Um, but there was like True Detective and like that Fargo adaptation that like it sort of started a woman but not really. And all these other things that were just like here's the thing that's cool, but dark as hell. And this is, like, the opposite tack. Like, it could probably be cooler if it was darker, but instead it is just, like, super corny and fun. Oh, it's just straight up happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just a guy who's excited about having a moped (laughs) and is, like, slowly getting into moped culture. Yeah. Riding around town. Yeah, he's got a a girlfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. I will say it annoys me a lot when he talks about how um, he likes a big girl. In a big deal, he likes some sassy, because it's such a trope. Yeah. You know, when it comes to, like, bigger women. I got one girl, I got two wheels. She a big girl, that ain't a big deal. I like a big girl, I like them sassy. Going down a back street, listening to Black Street. That's true. That whole sequence, though, when they're riding through the neighborhood, is, like, the best part of the music video. It is spectacular. And the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, in the song, the when when we get to that part, it's, you know, if you're just listening to the song, it's in Macklemore's voice. In the music video, it's this fierce woman who is, dr- like, driving the moped with Macklemore behind her. And he has the most passive, like... <laughs> <laughs> Following your lead. Oh, he is so letting this woman be in charge. It's wonderful. And, like, I I gotta say, I relate to and admire any woman who tells somebody to chill the fuck out from her vehicle (laughs) because it happens to me a lot. Uh, She's great. Road rage on in your awesome leather outfit. Neighbors yelling at me like you need to slow down. Going 38, Dan. Chill the fuck out. Mow your damn lawn and sit the hell down. Yeah, just those lyrics, too. Like, the sequence is so good. <laughs> Going 38, didn't you the fuck out? Mow your damn lawn. Sit the hell down. <laughs> yeah, so, so good. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everybody looks great in this music video. Everyone does. All of the outfits. Yeah. There's not a woman mm-hmm. in this music video whose outfit I would not put on immediately 
There, there are some crop tops that I probably would not put on my body. I didn't know exactly what crop tops you're talking about, and I would still fucking wear that shit. It's amazing. <laughs> I gotta tell you, between, like, this music video, and um, you and I watched Halloween last night with your mm-hmm. husband, John. Yes. And mm-hmm. between the two things, I'm, like, ready to go and get two more pairs of high-waisted pants. <laughs> I want more denim, and I want it to cover my belly button, and I want to look like a goddamn star. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if you need a high-waisted jeans to do that. Uh, I think there's maybe a fine line with high-waisted jeans, but... Whatever, I already have one pair, and I like them a lot. Do you not like my high-waisted pants? No, I think they're good. Okay. I vaguely remember them. Just checking. Yeah, back to the the music video. Everybody looks fantastic, which is not a new thing for Macklemore videos. No, no, not at all. I don't want to delve too much into his other stuff, because we're going to talk about it on our next episode, Mm -hmm. when we go over and we danced. But yeah, everybody looks glamorous as hell, super cool. Um, there are multiple eras, I feel like, going on in this music video. Yep. There's this whole, like, late 80s thing happening, but then, like, Eric Nally comes in in this, like, leather vest with, like, long black fringe and nothing else on, and it's super, <laughs> like, Aerosmith, yeah. you know, circa 1978 or whatever. That's true. What, there, there are a couple of lyrics that I wanted to talk about, though. Okay. In particular. So, for example, um, in the second big long rap stanza, uh, he talks about... Let my coattail drag, but I ain't tearing my suit. Tearing my suit? Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know what it means. I actually think that this is one of the weaker parts of the song. So, I read the single juice, the single juice box every now and again, and they're, like, cranky as hell. Um, like, pop music reviewers. And they were pretty mean about this song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I sent you that. And, like, one thing I do agree with is that I think that... Um, Sometimes there's so much going on in Macklemore videos that, um, and songs that, like, a good editor can maybe, like, tighten it up a bit. So I think that these four lines... I only had one helmet, I would give it to you, give it to you. Cruising down Broadway, girl, what a wonderful view, wonderful view. There's layers to the shit, player. Tear my suit, tear my suit. Let my coattail drag, but I ain't tearing my suit. Tear my sequence is probably like one of the weaker parts of the song. And yeah. If I was doing it over, I would cut it. Really? The yeah. whole thing. The whole thing. Because I kind of like until the weird downtown. romantic gesture of if I only had one helmet, I'd give it to you. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, in the same way that I really like in the chorus, um, when. Well, to me, it sounds like Eric Nally is saying, she has her arms around your waist, you're the balance that could keep her safe. Maybe that's not what you're hearing, slash what anyone else is hearing. I know, that sounds like it could be right. That's that's so romantic, though. There's something, like, not, like, super romantic, but there's something kind of cute about that. Like, you're the balance that will keep her safe, like, on this dopey moped. <laughs> that can only go 38. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're really not going to go that much faster. It's kind of adorable. Like, you yeah. know, you're the thing that's keeping her safe. And here's Macklemore, like, offering up. Like, if he theoretically only had one helmet, he would <laughs> give it to his lady. I think that that line sounds insincere in the context of the video, because he is with several ladies throughout the course of it. It's true. And I think that, like, musically, it takes you down, like, an interlude that doesn't need to be there. Like, you can cut it and, like, go back into that chorus, and it would just be fine. Because, like... It's a pretty long time between the previous chorus and that chorus. It's true. It is. And so even if you cut out that, like, 15, 20 seconds, like, it would just sound, like, tighter and it would move a little faster. Yeah. Plus, maybe they could fit another chorus yeah. into it. And uh, I think there's only two big soaring choruses, and it's sort of disappointing for us of us who are waiting specifically for the chorus. What else about this song? Um, did I say that it sounded like it was sampling Safety Dance or something like that? You did bring that up at one point. Yeah. Yeah, that's valid. 
Yeah, they're like do 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 do. Yeah, in the beginning for sure. Yeah, that like very bare piano. I think that one of Macklemore's great talents is like bringing in a lot of interesting elements. Yes. Like he wouldn't be caught dead just like rapping over a beat with like some some cool synth. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much, there's like, there's piano, there's like this blunted trumpet sound. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's like a yeah. tool you can put in your, put inside your trumpet to make that sound. And it's, it's cool that they have that going on in this song. And then like, of course, like the much more operatic piano to go along with the big chorus. And he's good at surrounding himself with like talented people to be yes, in his videos. I agree with that for sure. Cause we have like Mary Lambert, right? And mm-hmm. Sam Love. Yep. And then Eric Nally, but also, uh, these Pioneers of rap, who I will admit that I was completely unfamiliar with. Me too. Um, Melly Mel, Cool Mo D, and Grandmaster Kaz. Apparently, Melly Mel was um, in Grandmaster Flash, and like, oh, they did that song, The Message, which I know you've heard because I've heard it nine million times. Is that the one where it's like, "Don't push me, cause I'm close yeah, to the yeah. edge"? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah. That um, was one of the big mix of 80s songs that John made me is on, like, the top one. Because <laughs> I have, like, four that I listened to on that CD. Is that one? And Running Up That Hill and, like, two other songs. <laughs> yeah. So we, we knew some Melly Mel before this music video. I did not know anything by Cool Modi and Grandmaster Kaz. No. Um, but it was, like, cool that he brought them in, and they sound fantastic with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I You pointed out when we talked about the song before, because it's not even the first or even second time that we've talked about oh. it. <laughs> um, the cool contrast between the way they rap and the way that Macklemore kind of raps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's really interesting. Like, they're very... I think that one of the things that Macklemore is good at is, like, his style of rapping is very sort of, like, understated and quiet, which I think is, like, a good turn for him. Like, if he was trying to be, like, real hard or, like, real loud, it wouldn't really work. And so, like, contrasting, like, Macklemore with, like... These other guys who have, like, the more, I don't know, hard sound. You have, like, very forceful. Yes. Yeah. And, like, punchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. But they sound cool together. And apparently they had a really great time. There's a fantastic <laughs> article you can read in Rolling Stone about their experience. Like, first getting asked by Macklemore to do the song, which is fun to read because they're, like, Rolling Stone's asking, like, did you know who Macklemore was? And they were, like, uh, kind of. <laughs> Didn't he have that song about popping collars or popping tags? <laughs> It was really cute, um, but apparently they had a lot of fun, and the three of them are maybe working on an album together now. Oh, cool. Yeah, which they've, this was the first time they'd ever all been on a track together, even though, and again, I didn't know any of this, I had to look it up, but they were apparently, like, the most famous rappers in the world from, like, 1978 to, like, the late 80s, mm-hmm. um, but they were never, they've never worked together on anything, so it's, like, the first time they were all together in the same room working on something, and apparently it was really great. There were some Viagra jokes, I don't know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, but I like that they're in there, too. Yeah, I think that, that Macklemore is, like, cool about finding interesting mm-hmm. people to be a part of his stuff. Yeah, he's a good collaborator, I think, for the most part. It's one of his strengths. I do want to... Do we want to talk about, like, what the overall... Okay, I want to talk about what the overall music video means, or, like, what's going on. Cause okay. Because I, I noticed, like, in some of the reviews I was reading, a lot of people are making comparisons between the music video and, like, West Side Story. Hmm. Which yeah, I thought I was cool. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not totally sold on that theory, because I think there are, like, a lot of, a lot of, like, a lot of media that we can point to where various gangs face off in the street. 
Um, so, like, you have, like, Macklemore and his crew kind of, like, hanging out and, like, forming in the beginning of the video, like, being cool, picking up chicks, being great. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, Eric Nally in that wild fucking chariot that's being <laughs> led by four... I don't even know what kind of motorcycles those are, but they're so cool. Are they Harleys? I think they're hogs. I have no idea. I'm not sure, but I think so. And then he's, like, with all these awesome bikers. There's <laughs> there's the guy with a sidecar up on, like, one wheel. <laughs> and this chick who's, like, real chill on the sidecar. Like, yeah, this is happening. And they're, they're real fierce, and they come to town. There's, like... And, like, the whole chorus is Eric Nally being, like, you don't want no beef, boy. You know I run the streets, you know? Yeah. I didn't look very deep into the meaning of the song or the music video. I think it's fine. I think you're really supposed to. But I kind of like playing up this big drama. Yeah. Um, and then they have, like, the big meetup. Like, Macklemore's crew and Eric Nally. Eric Nally legit has a switchblade. <laughs> like, yeah, I noticed that. I was like, this is a turn. <laughs> yeah. It's like the one serious part of the music video. is like suddenly he, like, flips this knife Can out. Can we also talk about how he, like, grabs that hot dog and then drops it in the air? Yeah. <laughs> He's like standing out on the street being cool, and some guy like hands him a hot dog, so he like drop kicks it into the air. But he's he's wearing that super hot black leather vest. I don't know if I'd call it hot. Oh my god, but it is very cool. Ugh. Fan me down. <laughs> he's so cool. Yeah, but the the fight happens, and like in my mind, I want it to be about like the intersection of like that old school arena rock and roll and like hip-hop like a meeting of the two forces because you've got macklemore and all these like you know original hip-hop artists from Mm -hmm. the earliest days and then you've got eric nally who's like representing like all the big operatic arena rock singers like your freddie mercury's your your steven tyler's um steven tyler in the same category as freddie mercury yeah, like, he's also got a really big, amazing voice. Think about Dream On. Do you remember he does that, like, high falsetto crazy bit at the end? Mm. Ah, I'm not going to cut it in, but <clears throat> it's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, there are a couple of singers that I put... Like, they're obviously not as talented as Freddie Mercury, but in terms of, like, that big yep, yep. voice, mm-hmm. yeah, I would put Steven Tyler in the same category and a couple of other guys probably, too. Um, the guy from Boston, I can't think of his name. But, yeah, you've got Eric Nally coming in who kind of represents all those guys. And, like, they meet in the street for a fucking switchblade fight. <laughs> but instead, they just become a team. They become a big parade. <laughs> it's practically, like, that time in the, the late 80s when Run DMC and Aerosmith teamed up for a music video. It's not at all like that time. <laughs> it's not at all like that time. But it's kind of cool. <laughs> it is kind of cool. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, if the meaning is so much the point in that song. I think with all the things that are going on in the music video, like, you could read West Side Story into it. You'd be oh, like... Yeah. Oh, there's a chariot. It's Ben Hur. <laughs> all sorts of things you could pull from um, for this music video. So maybe there's some meaning in there. I think that maybe if Back of War was better at editing, we would like see a clearer cohesive theme. But I don't know if a cohesive theme is really the point. Yeah, that could be right. I think it is right. In fact, we should probably like. I'm I'm tempted to like talk more about Macklemore as an individual. Mm-hmm. Which we should probably say for our next episode. Yes, but I agree. Um, what made you feel like this was in need of like an emergency episode? Because you were actually the first one who suggested we do a special episode about this. Was I? Yeah, and I was like, no, let's just do a whole Macklemore episode. And then I watched that video twenty-seven more times, and I was like, <laughs> no, she's right. Um, I think just there's 
Well, it's very timely, so it's, like, hot right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like... He's climbing the charts. Yeah, climbing back up there. And I think that after last year, I you know, Mac Moore rode, like, that high end on Thrift Shop, and then, like, same love, and then shit started getting fucked up. Uh, and he made some, like, questionable decisions with costumes yeah. um, at a later performance. And, like... There was a big part of me that was like, Matt Moore's kind of done. Like, I think he's sort of, sort of finished now. Yeah. Um, but then the song came out, and it's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that the song is really Macklemore at his best. Like, like, Sam Love was, like, good and important in some ways, and, like, his song about his kid is, like, cute, and sometimes makes me cry in the car, but that's not that hard these days. Um, and... <laughs> Um, but I don't know if anyone does, like, campy joy the same way that Macklemore does. Um, and I think that's really, like, where his sort of strength comes from. Yeah. I would agree with that. And as somebody who, like, derived an immense amount of joy and also, like, inspiration from the music videos for Thrift Shop and, and We Danced... It was really great to see another video that was had the same aesthetics that mm-hmm. were are just like wild and ridiculous and colorful, <laughs> but really happy. Yeah. And this video ends with a parade of awesome hipsters <laughs> converging <laughs> on the downtown of it. I think it's filmed in Spokane, Washington. Is it? I think so. I'm not positive about that. I thought there was like a Pikes Place sign. Could be. I'm not sure. It's mother probably couldn't afford to film it in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like it, it's a parade. It's like everybody everybody's joining together and it's like this, you know, veritable sesame street of like diversity and <laughs> happiness, basically, yeah. but for hipsters. Mm-hmm. One of one of the more clever, because um, everybody who has reviewed this song, so far as I've read, mostly hates it. Yep. I think mm-hmm. the nicest thing anybody has given it is like an eight out of ten. And that person um, t- tried to posit that it was maybe about gentrification, which I think is really funny. <laughs> like, if you look at, like, all these hipsters going downtown, yeah. it's really funny in that light. Um, that's true. But I think it's unlikely that that's actually <laughs> what Macklemore intended. Was that on the Singles Jukebox? It was, yeah. Yeah. I think someone else who, on the Singles Jukebox, on the Singles Jukebox, that was like, I kind of like the song, but I have to stay on brand here. It's a five. <laughs> yeah. Most most everybody is really fucking mean about it. And also, like, really mean about um, those three rappers who appeared in it. Like, how, how dare you? <laughs> I mean, um, it... We don't have to get into it, but... <laughs> Already in a little bit. Like, what do they mean, how dare you? Like, <laughs> like how, how dare you appear in something because this particular guy is doing it, I think is the gist. Uh, <laughs> I mean, did anyone else ask all three of them to perform no. <laughs> a thing at the same time? No, if you reference that Rolling Stone article, the answer is no. Because <laughs> it seems like, not to like make weird biblical references, but it seems like a like you have not because you've asked not type of situation. Like, Macklemore was like, I'm gonna ask about this. Who see, let's see what happens. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, like, yeah. if you, I don't know, I was listening to some other stuff before we got together for this episode, and, like, mm-hmm. you can definitely see that Macklemore derived um, some of his style from, like, early hip-hop. Like, for sure that's going on. The, like, the way that he raps, um, not the way those three guys are in downtown, per se, but, mm-hmm. like, in other songs, for sure. Okay. Like, the sort of, like, um, like a more, I don't know... More of, like, a, a reading, kind of, speaking aloud hmm. method of whatever. I'm going to stop talking about it because I don't know shit about rap. Like, <laughs> like, not enough that I can talk about it well or intelligently, but, yeah, I don't know. Everybody hates this song, but I really love it. <laughs> and I think it's amazing. And by everybody, yeah. I mean people who, like, 
like rap and hip hop and I mean I think that I think there's a real question of form happening with like a bunch of the criticisms of it and like maybe if we had a bunch of other stuff that was like super campy and super fun I would feel differently but we don't we don't um <laughs> and I think that like the stuff that Macklemore's good at is not these like protest songs like no there's not gonna be any like sort of changes by Macklemore that we listen to 20 years later um, Maybe in my wardrobe. That's it. Yeah. But that sort of, like, campy, lighthearted, weirdly about mopeds type shit, like, he's good at it, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that he's at his best, in mm-hmm. fact, when he's having fun. Like, yeah. I was talking with somebody else about this recently. Macklemore is, like, you know, an activist, just kind of, like, ham-fisted, I believe is the term we agreed upon. Yeah. But Macklemore is, like, a fun party-on guy. He knows how to get a bunch of people together in the street looking great and, like, <laughs> having fun. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm on board. Absolutely. Have you made any, like, outfit changes or any outfit inspirations based on this music video? Me neither, but I'm going to work really. on it. Right now, I'm wearing <clears throat> a pair of jeans that I've been wearing for a week, and um, <laughs> this, like, plaid zip-up thing that used to be John's that we... Like, lost a million pounds and was scarily skinny. Um, it looks cool on you. Thanks. Good. It's like a lumberjack outfit. Yeah. Well, I, I prefer to think of it as sort of, like, punkish and less lumberjackish, yeah. but it's got more zippers than I think a lumberjack would have. That's true. It is more punkish. You're correct. Sorry. I mean, clearly it's not because I have to defend it, but whatever. I think that, um, but like, if, if you were, like, if Macmore is having the big parade in Madison, you would get in. In your outfit. <laughs> like, he would let you onto the street. Uh, I think I would need to have some, like, leggings. Like, some good leggings. Like, maybe some, like, glitter. Actually, it would be great with this. I'm going to post a picture of myself and stuff later. But, um, I think I would get in if instead of, like, the jeans that I was wearing now, if I was wearing, like, le- like black sequin leggings. That would be really hot. With yeah. the plaid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. It'd be very Macklemore. Yeah. Do you have any outfit changes? I haven't, but I have decided that I would like to live every day a little bit cooler, like yeah. like I'm living in a Macklemore video, yeah. Because, like, when I was in high school, my big, my uh, temp- my thermometer for, like, whether or not I was hip and, and looking sharp was, like, if Gwen Stefani came into my classroom and somebody asked, like, who's the coolest looking person here, she would choose <laughs> me. Like, yeah. I particularly wanted to, like, you know, subscribe to Gwen Stefani's aesthetic um, prior to her being a homewrecker. I don't like anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I think a Macklemore video is maybe my new standard for, for hip and cool. Even yeah. professionally, I'd rather, like, have a little flair in there. You know, some some 1970s, late 70s, early 80s thing that makes me fit right out. in. Yeah. Yeah. Goal. Goal for my new life. Cool. <laughs> it's cool and fun. Yeah. Macklemore's only 32. Really? Yeah. That's kind of stunning. Yeah. He made another song that we'll talk about when he was 26. Holy smokes. <laughs> Makes me feel awesome about my life. I've got 30 years ahead of me. Yeah. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Someday we'll all look as hip and fun. Or I'll just keep buying my clothes at Costco, and then that day will never come. <laughs> <laughs> it would be easier to be a man. Like, that, that is one thing that stuck out to me, like, in this music video is, like, It'd be so much easier to be an awesome looking... Maybe that's not true. It'd be easier to have cool hair as a man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, if I was a dude, I would totally have Macklemore hair. No doubt about it. I you wouldn't do anything else. I could what? You can get an undercut. You kind of do have Macklemore hair for a girl. 
Yeah, if I wore it up. Yeah, I never do. You should. It's awesome. We'll see. It's fierce. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to cut any of my hair off because it goes bad <laughs> for me every time I do it. But Oh, yeah, that's right. I would love yours. to be a man with a fade. That would be real hip. What is a fade exactly? A Macklemore haircut, basically. It's okay. where they shave everything off, but, like, leave it gradually at the top so you've got this, like, cool ombre effect going on with your hair. Hmm. It's real neat. You can look it up. Interesting. I'll have to. Yeah. A uh, great emergency episode. Yeah. Good job. Good job, team. Emergency completed. Emergency resolved. <laughs> we'll be back soon to talk about And We Danced, also by Macklemore. Um, if you enjoy this episode or any of our episodes, feel encouraged and invited to leave ratings or reviews on iTunes or on SoundCloud. We are always happy to get feedback from our listeners. I would even say, after watching that video, positive or negative. Yeah. Be nasty to say, go right ahead. You can't bring me down. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you soon. Sometimes, what you see is what you get.